Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. And team coverage in-depth for you on where things stand. Our top story this morning, statewide, the death toll has exceeded 100, just under 1,000 overall hospitalizations. New safer-at-home guidelines are set to be issued for the entire state of Florida, effective at midnight tonight. Who's considered to be uh, essential and non-essential in terms of the workforce? Outlined for you this morning at WOKV.com. And in-depth for you on the preparations being made locally with Dr. David Cairo, the Department of Emergency Medicine and Disaster Medical Director at UF Health Jacksonville. We've heard from you in recent days. In fact, we heard from you with uh, CBS 47 and Fox 30. Action News Jax's Elizabeth Pace just the other day on what your models are showing about the surge and the wave that's coming. Can you reset for us where you're at today and what you expect over the next couple of months? Sure. Thanks, Rich. Um, we are currently um, on alert, uh, but we're, our hospital census as far as total patients uh, were, were down from what our normal is, and part of that's due to the social distancing and, and what's been going on from the national and state um, recommendations and guidelines. Um, we're expecting, though, that uh, if we look at our predictions, uh, we're going to start picking up our volume in the next couple of weeks, and we're going to probably start hitting our max in the, in the month of May. So we're looking at this wave of patients, if you look at all the prediction models, that should be coming in that are that are COVID-infected, and that's what we're gearing up to, to take care of. How confident are you in those um, uh, predictions that are being put together in the models? Are they ever-changing, and might this be a worst-case scenario you're preparing for versus what the numbers are showing each and every day? That's a good question. We, we are looking at uh, both internal models and national models, um, and those align pretty well. We look at best and worst-case scenarios um, and worst-case scenarios are modeled after what's going on in Italy and some of the other places that are really hot spots where you've seen uh, a higher mortality rate. Um, and then we've also got best-case scenario where folks uh, in other parts of the U.S. are not getting hit as hard, but we're predicting kind of in between those. And if you look at the, the national uh, recommendations and the, the national predictions uh, in, in alignment with our own internal we're probably going to be in that middle zone. We're, we're not going to probably be uh, avoiding any of the patients, and we're, we hope not to be at that worst-case scenario, although we're preparing for it. So as the preparations are being made and we see, and it really does come in certain waves over the course of the country, we see that uh, workers on the front line, uh, the doctors and the nurses and all the support staff in New York, for example, and in Washington have been going around the clock. I know it's been long days, long nights for you all as well in preparation, but is this kind of the calm before the storm, if you will, to use that analogy? And do you have enough in the way of personnel to be able to meet this coming surge based on the modeling? We're, we're absolutely treating this as the calm before the storm. Um, and if you look at where f the southeast is getting hit right now, uh, New Orleans is getting hit very hard. Atlanta is getting hit very hard. Miami, Fort Lauderdale is getting hit very hard. And so we're kind of right in the middle of those three waves, and we're anticipating it's marching towards us. So we expect that we're going we're gonna to get a wave that's coming in pretty soon. Um, and so, you, you know, we're, we're, we're thinking that it's going to, 
uh, it's going to peak in the in the month of May, like we said. Uh, so that's why we're a little bit delayed. Um, and so we're just doing our best to get ready for for worst case scenario. As you're working, uh, I'm sure, and speaking with colleagues at uh, Mayo and Baptist and Ascension St. Vincent's, all told in this area, do we have a, a number of expected patients and or deaths that you all are working off of? Or what is, as you, again, kind of work through the worst case scenario, can you set expectations for people in the community? Well, I, when you look at the, the death rate across the country, um, and you look at the death rate in the state of Florida, uh, right now the cases that we've tested, um, we've had right at 7,500 residents of the state of Florida that have been tested positive. Uh, obviously, we've not, we've not included the folks that have not gotten tested that we know are infected, um, but that the death rate there, um, there's been 101 deaths attributed to COVID at this point. Um, so we're well under 1% there, and we think that it's going to probably increase uh, a, a little bit. If you look at the national numbers, uh, that percentage will go up, um, and we expect that there will be more. Um, so expectations right now, um, there have been deaths already due to COVID in the state of Florida, um, and we do expect that, that that's going to peak in the month of May, and it's going to probably climb in in uh, right in alignment with the number of cases that come into the hospital um, and the folks that are we expect to go to the intensive care units. Um, and that's expected, and we, we know that that's going to happen, um, and it's really unfortunate uh, that that will happen. We're, we're taking all, all precautions to try and make sure that we've got the best care that we can give, um, and even in uh, the circumstance where we, we provide the, the best critical care that's, that's possible, there's still going to be a death toll that's going to come with this, this pandemic. Dr. David Caro with the uh, UF Health Jacksonville, I know your time is really valuable, so I appreciate it. I, I do have two more quick questions. My first one would be, we see supply shortages and concerns about the PPEs, which is now the analogy or the acronym rather, is now commonplace even for us lay folks here outside of the medical community, the personal protective equipment. How are you on supply? Are you able to handle the wave as you currently stand now at UF Health? So uh, we are stockpiling is, is where we're at. Um, we are in a situation where we've got we've to conserve uh, everything that we have on hand and we're reaching out to try and get as much in store as possible. And when I talk to the folks that are in the other hospital systems in the area, uh, I hear the same story from, from all of them. And it comes down to our supply chain and, and what we can bring in. Um, and as you are well aware, all, a lot of PPE is uh, being sent to the areas that are currently being hit hard, and that's actually making it more difficult to stockpile. That said, uh, the supply chain folks in, in, in our shop here, and I know elsewhere, have been working overtime to try and bring uh, equipment in and supplies in, and we're taking inventory of every space available on campus and making sure that we've we've maximized our capabilities. Um, and your point's right on it. We want to make sure that our, our healthcare workers don't get sick, and we're doing everything we can to try and stay in compliance with what the CDC recommends for healthcare workers and protecting them and making sure that we've got the adequate PPE, the personal protective equipment uh, that uh, we need right now, but also the stockpile and store it for when we hit this wave that's coming. I, I want to let you go on this thought. Uh, I, I don't know if you all are seeing it or if your heads are so buried into the work and what you're doing every single day, but do you know the level of support that's out there in the community for you all in this fight? <laughs> 
Uh, Actually, that is making it into the hospital. And uh, I've seen uh, so many different ways that the the community is supporting, and and all of it is is so appreciated. Uh, We have folks that are donating time to create alternative masks. We have folks that are coming in to do a, a number of different things for the hospital employees. Uh, we've seen a lot of different things that are, that are going on uh, that are supportive in the community. And I, I want to say on behalf of all the healthcare workers, uh, that is so appreciated uh, at this time where it, there's a lot of anxiety riding high and there's a lot, of, a lot of intensity around the work that we're doing. To see the community's outpouring is very helpful, and uh, we encourage that, and, and we're very thankful that it exists. We're out here and uh, let us know what more we can do to help. Uh, We appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks to everyone on the front lines on this fight. And we'll continue to stay in touch. Dr. David Caro, the uh, Department of Emergency Medicine and Disaster Medical Director at UF Health Jacksonville.